0: Have you ever pondered the miraculous event that lifted a mortal body and soul into the realm of the divine? Well, today, we look at the beauty of the Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, a celestial journey that captivates believers and seekers of the truth alike. Stay tuned as we reveal the extraordinary, explore the sacred, and deepen our understanding of this momentous feast. Greetings, listeners of the Latin Prayer Podcast, and welcome back for another episode. Your dedication to the podcast and daily rosary prayers are truly appreciated. As we dive into today's content, I encourage you to check out the show notes for the daily rosary links and share this podcast with your friends and family. Remember Pope St. Pius X once said, If there were one million families praying the rosary every day, the entire world would be saved. Together, we can play our part in making that a reality. I value your input, so feel free to share any questions or suggestions for future episodes via email at latinprayerpodcast at gmail.com. Your engagement matters immensely whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes, and hitting the like button and leaving a comment is the easiest free way for you to support the podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on YouTube and help us grow the Latin Prayer Podcast YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please check out the Latin Prayer Podcast Patreon community. It is our goal to produce a higher caliber content on a more full-time basis, and I cannot do this without your help. By becoming a patron, you can play a pivotal role in taking the Latin Prayer Podcast to new heights and shaping its future. We have four carefully crafted tiers, each offering unique benefits tailored to enhance your experience with more benefits to come in the future. Your support directly contributes to the creation of meaningful content, and you have my promise to continue to improve your Patreon and podcast experience. Together, we can spread the beauty of traditional Latin prayers and customs of the Catholic Church. I thank you again for tuning in, Now, let's get started with today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you in collaboration with Fisheaters.com. Check the show notes for a link to their page with all of the written material of today's podcast. The Feast of the Assumption On this holy day of obligation, we recall Our Lady's being assumed into heaven. Though the Church has always believed in the Assumption of Mary, the dogma was only formally defined by Pope Pius XII in 1950 in his bull, Munificentissimus Deus. Note that Mary was assumed into heaven, taken up by the power of God, like Elias and Enoch, while Christ ascended into heaven under his own power. He took her up because she is his mother and he loves her. She was able to be taken up because he made her holy, quote, full of grace, end quote, and did so from the moment of her conception, which we honor on December 8th. Psalm 131, verse 8 foretells of her being taken up. Arise, O Lord, into Thy resting place, Thou and the Ark which Thou hast sanctified. And St. John's Patmos vision, recorded in the Apocalypse, includes Our Lady in heaven, crowned. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and the Ark of His Testament was seen in His temple, and there were lightnings and voices, And an earthquake and great hail and a great sign appeared in heaven a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and on her head a crown of 12 stars apocalypse 11 verses 19 and apocalypse 12 verse 1. according to the catholic encyclopedia the date of mary's dormition which is her falling asleep into death is placed from anywhere between three and fifteen years after our Lord's ascension, when she had lived seventy-two years. Most beautifully, the cause of her death was neither disease, nor violence, nor senescence. It was according to tradition, love, a desire to be reunited with her son. After three days in the tomb, Her body and soul were reunited and she was assumed by the power of God whereupon, according to Apocalypse 8 verse 1, there was silence in heaven as it were for half an hour. The site of these events is remembered either as Jerusalem where her tomb has been placed since around the 6th century or Ephesus. At any rate, St. John Damascene, St. John of Damascus, AD 676, to seven fifty four writes, Saint Juvenal, Bishop of Jerusalem, at the Council of Chalcedon in eighty four fifty one, made known to the Emperor Marcion and Pulcheria, who wished to possess the body of the Mother of God, that Mary died in the presence of all the Apostles, but that her tomb, when opened upon the request of Saint Thomas, was found empty, wherefrom the Apostles concluded that the body was taken up to heaven. According to tradition, however, Our Lady's tomb was not exactly found empty. Lilies and roses were found where her body should have been. Maria von Trapp relates the story in her book, Around the Year with the Trapp Family, and in the process relates a legend that explains why herbs and flowers came to be associated with this feast. Quote, the connection between the Feast of the Assumption and the Blessing of Herbs is told in an old legend when Mary the mother of Jesus felt that her end was drawing near. She sent her guardian angel to summon the apostles, who had gone out into the world to preach the gospel of her son, our Lord Jesus Christ. When they received the summons, they came in a great hurry and were just in time to witness the happy death of their dear mother. Everyone had come except Thomas. He was three days late. When he heard that the Blessed Mother had been resting in the tomb for days, he cried bitterly and pled with the Apostles to open the tomb once more and let him glance at the beloved features. The other Apostles yielded to his plea, but as they opened the tomb, they found it filled with flowers which gave out a heavenly scent. On the place where they had laid the body, there was only the shroud left. The body had been borne up to heaven by the angels where it was joined by the Holy Soul of the Mother of God. According to the legend, all the flowers and herbs on earth had lost their scent after Adam and Eve committed the first sin in the Garden of Eden, and on the day of the Assumption of the Blessed Mother, however, the flowers were given back their scent, and the herbs their power to heal. End quote. The Roman ritual includes a blessing for those herbs and flowers which raises them to the status of sacramentals. In many parishes and chapels, congregants will bring fresh flowers to adorn the church in Mary's honor and will bring the same along with fruit and herbs, especially healing herbs, to be blessed and taken home. The blessed herbs are used throughout the year, especially in food made for the sick. The main part of the blessing reads, Almighty, everlasting God, who by thy word hast created out of nothing heaven, earth, sea, visible and invisible things, who hast commanded the earth to bring forth herbs and trees for the use of men and animals, and for them to have fruit, each according to its kind, and who hast granted out of thine unspeakable mercy for those to serve not only as food for the living, but as medicine for sick bodies, with mind and mouth we humbly implore thee, to bless with Thy clemency these herbs and fruits of various kinds, and to pour forth upon them their natural power already given by Thee, the grace of Thy new blessing, that when used by men and beasts who apply them in Thy name, they may provide protection against all disease and adversity. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, Thy Son, who liveth and reigneth with Thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God unto endless ages. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who by Moses thy servant didst to command the children of Israel to carry their sheaves of new fruits to the priests for a blessing, to take the finest fruits of the orchards and to make merry before thee, the Lord their God, kindly hear our supplications and pour forth the abundance of thy blessing upon us and upon these sheaves of new grain, new herbs, and assortment of fruits, which we gratefully present to thee and which we bless on this feast in thy name." And grant that men, cattle, sheep, and beasts of burden may find in them a remedy against sickness, pestilence, sores, injuries, spells, the poison of snakes, and the bites of other venomous and non-venomous creatures. And may they bring protection against diabolical illusions, machinations, and deceptions wherever they are kept or carried, or with whatever arrangement is made of them, that with sheaves of good works and through the merit of the Blessed Virgin Mary, whose feast of the Assumption we celebrate, we may deserve to be lifted up to heaven through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who on this day didst raise up to the heights of heaven the rod of Jesse, the mother of thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, that through her prayers and patronage thou mightest communicate to our mortality the fruit of her womb, thy Son, we humbly pray that by the power of Thy Son and the glorious patronage of His Mother, we may be so affected by the aid of these fruits of the land as to proceed from temporal to eternal welfare. Through the same Jesus Christ. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon these creatures and remain forever. Amen. The giving of these blessed herbs and fruit baskets and as always on Marian feasts, flowers, is a lovely custom of the day, and our prayer is that we emulate Mary by using the blessed herbs to bring healing to the world. While the folks from Australia and New Zealand hash it out over which country came up with the dessert first, the pavlova remains the perfect thing to make today, to make good use of the fruit. The pav's fluffy meringue and mounded whipped cream resembles clouds, which brings to mind Our ladies being taken up into heaven. The author at Fish Eaters includes the entire recipe on the website, which is linked below, so I will leave it to you to go check it out yourself. I will continue with the next custom. In some coastal areas, the seas are also blessed on this day, especially in fishing communities. The passages from the 21st chapter of the Gospel of St. John, in which Jesus went fishing with his apostles, are read, along with sections of St. Luke, the Magnificat is prayed, and then the sea is sprinkled with holy water, and the sign of the cross is made over it. It is believed that to swim in the waters blessed on this day is curative. In Italy, this day is also known as Ferragosto, and it has its origins in a holiday instituted by the Emperor Augustus on August the 1st. Ferragosto was a day of rest and workers who wished their employers, Buon Ferragosto, would get a bonus, a custom that still prevails. The Church moved the celebration of this holiday to the Feast of the Assumption and today and surrounding days for the next two weeks. Our days Italians take off work and use to travel, have barbecues and picnics, and otherwise just have a good time and rest. Since 1582, in Palmi, Italy, in the region of Calabria, The Assumption is also honoured on the last Sunday of August. This celebration, which is known as La Varia di Palmi, is preceded by a procession the day before, and on the Sunday itself comes an even more magnificent procession, one with a great 50 feet tall, shoulder-borne platform that represents the universe. The platform is adorned with figures representing the apostles and angels, with Mary being assumed into heaven at the top. The Feast of the Assumption marks the beginning of a totally optional period of sacrifice called St. Michael's Lent. It lasts 40 days, from today until September 29th, which is the Feast of St. Michael the Archangel. Like all such sacrificial devotions, Sundays and other holy days are excluded. St. Michael's Lent is made in emulation of St. Francis, who kept this period as a sort of personal Lent in honor of Our Lady and Saint Michael, a custom which spread to his fellow Franciscans. It ends with a consecration to Saint Michael, the Archangel. As on all Marian feasts, praying the Little Crown of the Blessed Virgin, the Glorious Mysteries of the Rosary, the Litany of Loreto, the Akathistos' Hymn to the Theotokos, etc. would be most appropriate. See also The Queenship of Mary the 31st of May to read about honoring Our Lady as Queen crowned after her assumption. The author at fisheaters.com does go on to include a sermon by St. John Damascene on the Dormition of Mary. It is an amazing read, and I would encourage you to go onto her website and to scroll down to the bottom and to finish this day by reading that sermon had i the time to go through the entire thing with you on this episode i would have recorded it however unfortunately because of travel schedules this summer i'm very limited in my recording time but i do plan on recording this next year and making it available on the feast day but for now you're just going to have to do a little bit of work yourself so click the link in the show notes and head over to fish eaters and read this on the feast of the assumption you will be very glad that you took the time to do it As is our custom, I'd like to finish today's episode by thanking and praying for all of our Patreon members, without whom I would not be able to continue to bring content to you. So please join me in praying for them, their family members, and their intentions. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Pater noser, qui es in celi sanctificeter nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum danobis hodie. Et demita nobis debita nostra, ut et nos demitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationum, sed libera nos am malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus Tecum, benedicta Tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris Tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, erat in Principio et Nuncet Semper et in Secula, Secularum. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritu Sancti. Amen. And before I let you go, some of you have sent me emails and some of you sent me Patreon messages saying that for some reason the Divine Mercy Chaplet podcast episode has somehow either gone missing or it can't be accessed. I've done my best to troubleshoot it, but it seems like it's not working. So I've decided that for our next episode, I'm going to redo the Divine Mercy Chaplet and make that available to all of you. So watch for that episode to drop, and it will be made available both as a podcast and on YouTube. So until our next episode, may God love all of you, and Our Lady keep you.